0: The scripture reading is Psalm 4: Confident plea for deliverance from enemies. To the leader with stringed instrument, a psalm of David. Answer me when I call, O God of my right. You gave me room when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, you people, shall my honor suffer shame? How long will you love vain words? and seek after lies, Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. When you are disturbed, do not sin. Ponder it in your beds and be silent, Selah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, oh, that we might see some good Let the light of your face shine on us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart more than when their grain and wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. This is the story of faith and faithful struggle. Thanks be to God.
1: Let us be in a spirit of prayer gracious and loving god may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable to you our rock and our redeemer and may we like samuel cry out and say speak lord for we are listening amen our liturgist laura fry has just read david's intimate psalm pleading for peace in the midst of turmoil these verses are not a glimpse into an honorific or formal in-name only relationship between subject and ruler this is a family conversation between david the child and the loving parent creator here we are witnessing an outcry from someone with complete trust in their caregiver an outcry that does not hold the expectation of formality. David's frustration leads him to be bold and matter of fact in the way he addresses God. Answer me. Be gracious to me. Hear my prayer. Make me lie down. David shows a level of intimacy and security in the knowledge that God can handle his most honest expression of need and emotion when he is too tired or frustrated to put on airs. When children are emotionally or physically worn, in most cases there is a knowledge and security within their relationship with their caregiver that allows them to cry out for something and know that their needs will still be met. There is security in the knowledge that the person meeting those needs won't be offended or put off, but instead likely to respond because they hear the need in their tone. In the same way, our parent God can handle our emotions, our deepest hurts our unapologetic anger or deep-seated fears. We don't have to wait to have it all together before we come to them. God wants us in the messy moments and can take us on a journey towards safety and sanctuary, a process that is quickened by our being honest about what we're feeling. Let me say that again. We don't have to have it all together before we come to God. God wants us in those messy moments. A great example of this is Elijah in 2 Kings 19, verse four, where he says, I've had enough Lord, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Instead of getting angry at him for his outburst, God sent an angel to make him food, make him comfortable, and give him a chance to sleep. Two naps and two meals later, Elijah was ready to be on his way. I don't know about you, but that's my frequent prayer. Please, God, give me a nap. In fact, comedian Paula Poundstone says that's how you know you're a grown-up, when you want to take a nap. Dr. Will Gaffney writes, we pray not because we believe it is magic, not because we are certain that God will do what we ask, but because we can and we must. The world's burdens are too great and too many for any of us to bear. It's problems, impossible in our strength, knowledge, and capacity. And so, we pray, knowing there is a God who hears, loves, aches, and moves. We pray, knowing our ancestors prayed for freedom until they died, maybe not receiving it in their lifetimes, passing the mantle of prayer down through the generations. We don the ancestral mantle of prayer because it is our time. And we pray knowing that we may die before we see peace in the world. But we pray because we know that the world will see peace whether we, our children, or our children's children live to see it. We take up the garments of prayer passed down through the centuries until the time comes to exchange it for a burial shroud and pass it on to the next generation. We pray knowing there is a God who hears, who loves, who aches, who moves. David prayed knowing knowing he was speaking to a God that heard him, loved him, ached for him, and would move mountains for him. David's creator, his caregiver, is also ours. God hears, loves, aches, and moves for each one of us. And there is a promise in that, that ought to shape the way in which we do pray. Of course, reverence for God in prayer has its purpose and place, but so does honesty and a willingness to bring all of who we are. For many of us right now, who we are is people that are not okay. We have spent a year isolated from loved ones, struggling to meet our basic needs battling exacerbated mental health struggles and watching countless people die we are not okay still we insist on pretending to ourselves and to one another we continue to schedule meetings and deadlines hold ourselves to pre-pandemic expectations and feign an I've got this attitude online, but it's okay to not be okay, and no amount of masquerading keeps our Creator from knowing how deeply so many of us are struggling. When we are willing, God is ready for us to bring all of who we are in all of our not okay-ness, so let's be honest. Our society is not okay with the horrible deaths of Dante Wright and George Floyd and Adam Toledo. Oh Lord, hear my prayer, oh Lord, hear my prayer, when I call, answer me. Our society is not okay with new mass shootings every week. Notably, police in Indianapolis say that eight people were shot and killed in a shooting late Thursday at a FedEx facility, where the shooter also killed himself. President Joe Biden last week announced a half-dozen executive actions to combat what he called an epidemic and an international embarrassment of gun violence in America. But he said much more is needed. And he is right. So what kind of action can we take when we are miles away in distance and in thinking? As we mourn that eight people were killed by a gunman in Atlanta on March 16th, seven of whom were women, six of whom were of Asian descent. There was a public clamoring for hate crime charges in that instance especially among the asian american community which has faced rising numbers of attacks since the coronavirus pandemic took hold oh lord hear my prayer oh lord hear my prayer come and listen to me only about a week later on march 22nd a shooter at a supermarket A grocery store in Boulder, Colorado, killed 10 people, including a police officer who was the first to respond to the scene. That suspect bought a firearm at a local gun store after passing a background check. On March 31st, another gunman killed four people and critically wounded a fifth at a Southern California office building. He knew all the victims. Apparently, before opening fire, he chained shut the gates to two entrances, delaying police from getting inside. Among those victims was a nine-year-old boy who was found cradled in the arms of a woman believed to be his mother. The woman was the only survivor among those shot. The others killed were a man and two women. Another week later, one week later, on April 7th, former NFL player Philip Adams shot six people. Robert Leslie, a prominent doctor, was killed along with his wife, two of their grandchildren and two air conditioning technicians who were simply working at their home. Adams also killed himself, and his brain is now being examined for possible degenerative disease that has been shown to cause violent mood swings and other cognitive disorders in some athletes and members of the military. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord hear my prayer come and listen to me again the words of Dr. Will Gaffney we pray not because we believe it is magic not because we are certain that God will do what we ask but because we can and we must The world's burdens are too great and too many for any of us to bear. It's problems impossible in our strength, knowledge, and capacity. We pray, knowing there is a God who hears, loves, aches, and moves. We pray not to change things, but to bring our thoughts into line with God's thoughts. To bring our actions into alignment with what we know to be right. Even in this broken world, we pray to remember that God is love. That God loves us. And that we are compelled to love each other, to be at peace with each other. And whether that means not saying that hurtful word on the tip of our tongue, or not withholding our care or compassion or participation from someone who we believe has done us wrong, or seeking help when our own emotions overwhelm us, prayer helps. Prayer brings us into alignment with divine love, the love that created us and guides us. In the words of the psalmist, I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Amen.